Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. When all hell shows up, what do you do? When life throws a curveball, when things happen, when hell shows up, then you've got to focus on heaven. Second Chronicles 20 verse 1 in Bible says, it happened. Sometimes bad things happen, unexpected, unexplained. You're having a good day and suddenly there's a bad day, a curveball, a tragedy. What do you do? After this, the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others came with him beside the Ammonites. They came to battle against Jehoshaphat. And some came and told Jehoshaphat saying, a great multitude is coming against you. Verse three, Jehoshaphat feared natural emotion, but we should never camp at a place of fear. And he set himself. We spoke about setting your mind on Christ. He set himself to be immovable, unshaken, to position yourself, to seek the Lord. Come on, South Africa. And he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. Hallelujah. Our God is a helper. Our God is a deliverer. Our God is a healer. Our God is a great, great God. Come on. Our God is not asleep. Our God is not on a journey. Our God is our keeper. Our God is our deliverer. South Africa, say amen in Jesus' name. But we've got to ask help. Because I'll tell you, the politicians don't know what to do. Too many divisive tongues in our nation right now. We need sanity, peace, and that would be the role of the church to bring that. I'll show you later on. And from all the cities of Judah, they came and to seek the Lord. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new God. And he said, O God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule? over the kingdoms of nations, Africa, South Africa. And in your hand is there not power and might, so no one is able to withstand you. I've said this before. When God delivers you, it seldom will be the way you plan. But God will deliver you. God is delivering Africa. Amen. You need to open your eyes and see what's happening in the world, not just in your life. He says in verse 7, Are you not God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to your descendants to a- of Abram, your friend forever? And they dwell in it and have built your sanctuary in it for your name. Say, if disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence or famine, we will stand before this temple in your presence for your name is in the temple. And we will cry out to you in our reflection. We won't go crazy on social media. And you will hear us and you will save us. Come on, if you believe it, say amen. Come on, give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, I said God's not deaf. God is alive. God's ears are open to your prayers. 
God has not abandoned us. God has not abandoned you. God has not forsaken you. But you have to change your focus and you have to cry out to God and not cry out on social media and spit your hate out there for the world to hear. He talks about the attack coming against him. And he says, they are here rewarding us by coming to throw us out of our possession. Now listen, if God has a plan for you in South Africa, in Niger, in uh, Sudan, in uh, Russia, God's plan will come to pass. There's no devil that can stop God's plan for your life. No politician can stop God's plan for your life. I don't care what the haters say. I don't care what the dividers say. If God meant it, it will be. God is big enough to deliver you. God is strong enough to deliver South Africa. God will have the final say. Not some political party. Listen to me this morning. Get your eyes back on Jesus. I said, get your eyes back on Jesus. Get your focus back on Jesus. Change your conversation. And begin to magnify God. Because sometimes the things that come against you seem impossible to overcome. And this is what Jehoshaphat had. He, I mean, he says, we have no power against this. The doctor diagnoses disease in your body. In the natural, you have no power. But the Bible says that things that are impossible with men are possible with God. For with God, all things are possible. Still in 2023, 2024, 2030, all things are possible to those who can believe. I want to say it again. God has not abandoned you. God has not forsaken you. God has not turned His back on you. God is not asleep. God is orchestrating your deliverance. You have to keep your eyes on Jesus. And keep your hope alive in your heart and don't join the naysayers and the doubters and the negative conversations out there. So yeah, they are coming rewarding us by throwing us out of our inheritance. If God called you to be a farmer, God will protect you. If God called you to be a doctor, you will be a doctor. Yeah, in South Africa. Whatever God plans will be. You have to stop being double-minded, vacillate. Because a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Make up your mind what you believe. Decide whether you believe once and for all whether God is able. And line up your conversation with what you claim you believe. For South Africa, for Africa, for the future. We don't have to kill one another to have a future. I said, we don't have to kill one another to have a future. Some people get mad when I talk like this. I don't care. Maybe you're planning to leave. I'm not. And I'm not part of the problem. I'm part of the solution. So the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to set myself. I'm going to pray. I'm going to position. I'm, I know that God's plans are bigger than the devil's plans. I know that God is stronger than the devil. I don't care what a politician shouts. And they're all shouting right now. I don't care. I know what God says. And my future is secure in the Bible, in what God says. My children's children's children, their future are secure because of what God says. I don't care what the devil says. When hell shows up, South Africa, it's time to focus on heaven and to pray heaven down in Jesus' name. Get rid of your fear. Stop spreading your fear. Stop spreading your doubt. Amen, jong mensen. Dit is allemaal van jullie. 185. 
He says, God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are on you. There's nobody now that knows what to do. They all say they do, but they don't. And there's a lot of things that have to change. But it has to be filled by prayer and by the church. That's why politicians try to silence the church during this COVID pandemic. Because they know the church has the power. Oh, I believe the church is going to wake up in South Africa. I believe that Christians are going to wake up. I believe that Christians will reflect and radiate the love of Christ. That they will share the love of Jesus and not their culture and not their hate and not their anger and not their past. They will talk about the future. They will build a future. They will talk about the milk and the honey because that's who we are as the children of God. Come on, say amen. I mean, some people got mad with me last week um, when I said, uh, white people are visitors in South Africa. I said, and so are black people. Yes, all of us are visitors. You are all just visitors on planet Earth. You just live here for 70 years by the grace of God. Don't claim anything that's not yours. Heaven is not your hope. The fools out there claim for this world. We are not fools. Our citizenship is in heaven. We fight for something that has much greater value and that is the souls of humanity. That doesn't mean we need to break the back of poverty and secure a future for people and bring social justice to South Africa. But we do it from a Christ vantage point, not from a political hatred vantage point. Say Amen. You're going to hear a lot of this because um, elections are coming and the politicians will do the utmost best to divide us. And I'm going to do my best by the power of God to neutralize them through the millions of people that are watching television this morning. Because the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. So here it is. So all these forces attack God's people to destroy their future. And they run to God and they begin to pray. And God gives them a promise. This will be a year of supernatural acceleration. Amen. God's going to give you double for your trouble. You say, Pastor, I haven't seen it. Well, the year isn't over. You better get praying, busy, believing, and, and, and channel your energy positively into what God said He will do in your life. Get rid of the stuff that steal your faith. So the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, verse 16 or, 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 or 15, and he said, Listen! Now, kijk, the high tide must look said, Luister. And Jesus always said, He that hath ears, let him hear. Because people listen here, but they don't listen. So, like him, I have to say, Listen! Nee, is daar nie so erg nie. All you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord, do not be afraid. I said, thus says the Lord, not Atmosov, South Africa, Africa, do not be afraid. No, you can give the Lord a praise because that's an instruction, because fear will neutralize your faith. Do not be afraid. God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Neither be dismayed, discouraged, because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Hallelujah. 
tomorrow go down against them. It says you will not need to fight in this battle, but you have to position yourself. You can't become Sleepy Joe. You can't become a couch potato. You cannot disengage. More than ever, the church has to rise up. More than ever, you have to get to your prayer stations. More than ever, you have to get yourself back in the house of God. More than ever, you have to engage in the, in, 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 in the, the, the realm of influence that God placed you in. We do not want this socialistic uh, education forced upon our children that they are wanting to pass in Parliament right now where a four-year-old can decide here in South Africa what they believe, whether they're male or female. We don't want the confusion that comes from the West. And I want to say that some of you may not like it. I thank God for the African leaders that are standing up and saying to Europe and to the West, you are not controlling our future any longer. Can South African leaders stand up also and say you will not control the education of our children in South Africa and in Africa. So educators, it's time to stand up and to push back in Jesus' name and to push this funding that comes from America and Canada that funds our education system with their pollution. Yes, we pray, but then we have to position ourselves wherever we are, not aggressively, but in love to protect the future and the inheritance that God called us to secure, to protect the future of our children, not to expose our children to the pollution and to the identity uh, deception that they want to bring over our young people. So if you're in politics, you better stand for Christ because before you, you put on your red beret or your blue beret or your green beret, you better put on your Christ beret and you better be a representative of Christ and you better be an ambassador of Christ wherever God has placed you. And what comes out of your mouth better be filled with love because Jesus is love, God is love. God spreads love. He doesn't spread hate. He doesn't spread a vision. So I don't care whether you're black or you're white, you're an ambassador for Christ and you better get your senses back and not lose yourself in the political arena or you will be part of the problem that will destroy the future of South Africa. I don't even want to listen to certain things anymore because there's so much anger and hate. And, and, and Nohal, many of those claim to be Christians. A little uh, uh, um, note this morning, as you would have men do unto you, do unto them. Not as people do to you, now you react. Because love overcomes, right? We're not reactive. This battle is a spiritual battle. Whatever you are facing, the origin is in the spirit dimension and you have to overcome it in the spirit dimension. You cannot fight a spiritual battle with carnal weapons. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty. I said they are mighty, but they are not natural weapons. They are spiritual weapons because whatever you see manifest in the, in, the, in the natural has its origin in the spirit dimension. And this is what we learn from this story. They're facing an impossible situation. They are overwhelmed by the odds against them, like some of us may feel. You're lying in a hospital this morning, cancer eating away at your body, and you feel overwhelmed. And I understand because I've helped many people through this 
that fear will try to get a hold of you. You've lost your job. I understand that fear wants to get a hold of you and you begin to worry. But God commands them. The first thing that God says is you have to let go of your fear. I know it's not easy, but you have to let go of your fear. You have to make up your mind, I'm not afraid. Come on. And the only way you can do that is by keeping yourself in the love of Jesus and by keeping your focus on the Word of God and the promise of God. You cannot allow the giants of the land to steal your faith and you focus on the problems in the land. We have to focus on the promise of God. And the promise of God was, this is your inheritance. Now hear me clearly. I don't care what people say. I don't care who says what. I don't care how many likes, who gets, that says, whatever. God already decided about you. God already decided your future. God decided the future of South Africa long before any one of these people were born. That's why we are not shaken when people in the world are shaken. When there is an attack against your family, an attack against your marriage, an attack against your finances, an attack against your health, you have to position yourself in the presence of God. You have to get your eyes back on Jesus. You have to raise your voice to the heavens. You have to take your praise to a whole nother level. Come on, because when praise goes up, heaven comes down. You have to choose to praise Him. I said, you have to choose to praise Him. Some of you are visitors. You think this is too much emotion, man. This is not emotion. This is faith in action. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We engage our God. We are not passive. We're not neutral. So all these people come to attack them and the promise of God is that you will not need to fight in this battle. But you have to position yourself in a place of prayer. So Jehoshaphat bows his head in humility, which means I will respond to your word of God. And the Levites and the Kohahites and the Korahites and the Aladonites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with voices loud and high. Some of you, when you see us stand and shout, you say, this is hype. No, this is not hype. This is hope. Our God is alive and we have a living hope. That's why we will praise God loud and high. Come on. Come down and God start. Stand up and over the love of your heaven and your Bloemfontein. Praise Him. Let's silence the voice of negativity. Silence the voice of the enemy. Silence the voice of division. Silence the voice of fear. Silence the voice of the enemy. We have the power. Hallelujah. People can stand up on a platform and say this. No, we have the power because our God reigns. We have the power. The church has the power, but we have to wake up and do our part. In Jesus' name. Too many passive people that just sit on the side and do not engage in this battle. And uh, if we don't engage, our children will pay the price. Hear me very loud and clear. You have no jachtrip nodig nie. You have no gebed nodig. You can maar your weapon wegsit for six months. Anders dan ga je moeilijk nooit weer die geleerdheid krijgen om een bok te schiet nie. Je moet wakker word. Op over jouself lewe en begin lewe vir jou nageslag. 
begin vir jou kinderse kinders lewe, dink verder as nou. We have to secure the future of the unborn. We have to pray like never, so that the issues that are trying to divide this country will be supernaturally resolved by the power of God through putting wisdom in the minds of the decision makers. Are you listening to me? Because you better believe a lot of things are going to change and it's going to be for the good. Maybe not for the good of the person that just cares about himself, but it will be for the good of all the people in South Africa and in Africa. Because I said our number one challenge and our number one mission after saving people is to break the yoke of poverty over the back of Africa and over every person that lives in South Africa. Now at least you can say amen in Jesus' name. You want crime to stop, you want jobs in South Africa. So this sounds political. No, it's not political. But let me tell you very, very clearly that politicians decide everything. So people sit and they say, I don't want to talk about politics. Well, you better start talking about politics. People say, I don't want to engage in politics. Well, people are going to make decisions that you have to live. So I suggest you engage. Huh? Hello? I don't want other people to determine the future of my children. As, as Christians, we have the power. That's why you as a mother, as a father, get involved in that school board. Get involved. Get elected. Get involved in your town council. Get involved in your local municipality. Get involved and become the light of Christ to share love. Amen. So, I mean, God didn't just say to them, pray, pray in the sanctuary. God said, go out and face the enemy. But you don't fight them the way people fight. You face them differently. You face them with a different attitude. You don't lose yourself on the battlefield because you stand there for God. That's why as an educator, you should be able to stand up and tell the minister of education and tell whoever this education is ungodly. This is not biology. Biology is to teach a girl. This is what a girl is. A boy, this is what a boy is. We don't want your confusion spread in our schools. We stand against it. You know, you, you all know the saying, if good people, because South Africans are good people, okay? If good people say and do nothing, evil prevails. Why are there so many people silent? While the future of your children are being destroyed and you choose to be silent, it will cost you. Listen! You don't listen until you respond. The time for nice sermons are over. We need action. Oh, come on. Just act a little bit and stand to your feet and give Him a praise. Come on, man. Stand to your feet if you have two feet and give Him a praise. Get rid of your... 
I mean, people want to people play church and think things are going to be okay. No. We have to engage. We have to stand against the giants. We have to pray. We have to position ourselves. If you're diagnosed with disease in your body, you can't ignore it. You have to deal with it. You have to face it. If your business is facing a collapse, you can't ignore it. You have to restructure. You have to face it. Get wisdom. People think if they leave things, it's going to go away. It's not going to go away. It's going to get better, bigger, bigger, badder. We have to deal with things when things show up. You can't just sit and be passive when your business is on a downward trajectory. Get a financial advisor or somebody that knows more than you to rescue your business. You've got to do something. If you see the first signs and your child is 14 years old and suddenly she starts dressing, lo and behold, clothes, then you as a daddy has to say to her, you're not going out like that. Go get dressed again. And where are you going, by the way? I'm coming with you. You don't leave it because four years down the line, it's too late. Things don't fix themselves. Hello, Eskom. Achamin. Hello. So if there are things wrong in your life, it has to be fixed. If you're experiencing adversity, it has to be confronted. You can't just turn a blind eye and think it's, everything is going to go away. It's not going to go away. There are certain things that are not going to go away. Poverty has not left South Africa. It's got worse, worse because it's not been addressed. Racial division is worse because it's not addressed. So the Christians just want to come. Hallelujah. And then they want to go just live their own lives. Do you realize what's at stake? That maybe we are living in a more critical time than 94. That as 94 should have determined the future of everybody. So next year will determine the future of everybody. You may have the money to leave South Africa, but maybe your children don't and your brother doesn't, we are yeah. So we better turn to God. South Africa, we better turn to God because we have a promise. God who said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. But every South African, you have to turn from your wicked ways. You have to turn from your hatred. You have to turn from your divisive ways. And you have to humble yourself. That's what the Bible says. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. Jehoshaphat humbled himself. That means you get off the throne of your life. And you bow before God. And you cry out to God. And you call on God. And you put your own plans aside. Your agenda you put aside. And you put God at the center. Because God alone can do what nobody else can do. Say amen in Jesus' name. Listen, listen. We're not asleep. Okay, things have to change in this country. We're not asleep. And I think we're all tired. 
to see people standing at the robots begging, people standing beside the roads begging. Something has to change in South Africa and we have to pray for that change so the people of South Africa can have jobs, so there can be peace in South Africa. Say Amen in Jesus' name. If you're a white person and you think these things will not influence you, you better wake up. Because while there is poverty at the level it is, all of you are at risk, black and white and colored and Asian. Those giants have to be defeated. So we want to get people at negotiating tables. It's impossible. The egos, the arrogance, their pride is too big. We have to pray so they can get God encounters, so they can become broken and humble, so they stop with their Messiah complexes in politicians, in politics. Yeah, look at me in that tone of voice because you know what I'm saying is the truth. Next time you face problems, then you pray to that person and you say, Oh Baal, oh Baal, come and heal me. Oh Baal, oh Baal. You put your trust in a man. You will be disappointed. For some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we remember the name of the Lord our God. If you're gonna put your trust in a man as your savior, then you better pray when cancer comes. You better pray when there's a financial collapse. You better pray when your child is sick. To that man as your saviour, there is no other name, South Africa, but the name of Jesus. And we need to magnify that name. And go, I feel the glory and the presence of God. We need to call upon that name like never in the name of Jesus. And He will come and He will bring peace to our country. I know some of you don't like it, but I don't care. I've preached to many like you before that are spectators and spit hate, but do nothing to bring blessing and unity to people. So God comes not just, listen, to, to deliver Jehoshaphat. God comes to deliver the nation. So your deliverance, your prosperity is, is, is tied to the deliverance and prosperity of everybody in the nation. My word, people, don't, people, people want God to move, but they don't want God to move and liberate the nation. They want God to secure their future in a situation. God says, I will secure your future. I will bless you, but your future is attached to everybody else. Therefore, you cannot live a little life of isolation. You just pray for me and say, help me, Lord, help me, help me, help me. No, God says, I'm going to help you so you can help other people. I'm going to deliver you so you can deliver other people because God doesn't deliver an individual. God delivers a nation. South Africa needs deliverance. Africa needs deliverance. That means God is going to come and God is going to raise up people that will bring change. And I'll tell you, my brother, if you will pray, that change will bring prosperity to you as well as a white person in South Africa. Say amen, because there's enough for all of us. There's enough. There's enough for all of us. There's Don't believe these politicians that just uh, make issues to divide people. Amen. It's my introduction. Maybe the message should be, listen! The decisions people made in apartheid 
I lived it. When I was 16 years old, I had no choice. I got an instruction. Seventeen years old, I declare into the army and go fight a war that I that I didn't believe in. And if you didn't, you went to prison. Because some people made decisions that I had to live. You, be, you need to become smart. People are making decisions that your children will live. So we have to wake up. All of us. Not be these part-time Christians. These comfortable consuming Christians that all they want is, I want to feel better on a Sunday. Hey, hey, hey. If the wrong government comes into power, they can shut down churches like the president did in Rwanda. They can shut down your business. They can shut down your future if the wrong people come into power. So you have to wake up and, 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 and do what you can today. Because if one suffers, we all suffer, right? Come on now. This is our fight, not your fight, our fight. So, if you're going through a medical crisis, we come and we pray with you. We feel with you, we suffer with you. Marriage, we, we feel the same. How can we just accept the level of poverty and crime and violence in South Africa and think everything's gonna be okay? I just need a break. You need more than a break. You need to get back in the house of God. You need to position yourself before the presence of God. You need to raise up your voice. You need to become part of the solution. And the best place we can is in the presence of God. You have to get your eyes back on Jesus. And when your eyes are back on Jesus, your conversation will change. Get your eyes back on Jesus. Hebrews 12 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. When the enemies came to attack Jehoshaphat, they positioned them. They said, God, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you hallelujah lift up your eyes above the troubles you face lift up your eyes above the troubles in our land and look unto Jesus he's the author he's the finisher he's the developer of our faith and he's still in control if you believe it this morning say amen come on give him a praise hallelujah so then they do an amazing thing they uh, go from fear to praise we, we, we have to change the atmosphere in our hearts because we're overwhelmed by negativity, right? Um, if you go through a crisis like Chanel, my daughter, you all know, she has a major challenge with her baby. Uh, that child is a miracle day from day that we face. But we're optimistic. We're not gripped by fear. We see the challenge and we address the challenge with doctors, with faith, and we stay optimistic and we don't crawl in a hole, a hole, a hole, a hole. And all we're going to do now is think about us. While that child is suffering and while we believe in God for that child to be healed, we better get busy with our greater assignment. And that is reaching the world for Jesus Christ, plundering hell and populating heaven. And not feel sorry for ourselves because nothing good is going to come out of that. We grow stronger through our trials, more determined when the devil attacks us. We don't fall over, we don't collapse. 
So when hell shows up, you better get your focus on Jesus. You better raise your level of prayer as if your life depends on your prayer. Because I'll tell you, my brother and my sister, sometimes your life depends on your prayer. You better raise your prayer to a whole nother level. Come on, television, stand to your feet, pray, cry out to God. Whatever your challenge, you cry out to God by yourself because God is listening. He's, he inclines His ear to you this morning. In the name of Jesus, come on. I don't know what you're going through. When it feels like you're going through hell, you keep on walking walk through your challenge walk through your battle walk with an attitude of prayer keep your praise alive put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness we're not going to sing a song of division and destruction and ruin we are going to declare the promises of God a land of milk and honey a future and a hope and we're going to keep our hands raised and we are going to praise him and we are going to praise him and we are going to praise him just like Jehoshaphat and Judah did and we know our God is going to show up we know our God is going to confuse the plotters and the schemers and the naysayers and the dividers and those who are constructing the downfall of South Africa. We know God will silence them because He said no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that is raised against you in judgment, you will condemn. But it's time to show up. It's time to pray up. It's time to praise up. It's time to get up in the name of Jesus and let go of your sorrow and your sighing and your misery and your disappointment and believe that God is in control in the name of Jesus for the battle is not yours but the Lord's the battle is not yours but the Lord's you will not need to fight in this battle but you have to position yourself position yourself in a place of prayer position yourself for social justice position yourself as an influencer and you are gonna see God is gonna move through an Esther God is gonna move through a Joseph God is gonna move through a voice to a government to a politician and things are gonna be better not just for you, but for all of us. Hallelujah. Say amen in the name of Jesus Christ. It's where people miss it. Take your seat for a second. I have to fly away. It's where people miss it. So Chanel's situation where that baby's been in ICU now for 51 days, just discharged with an oxygen tank, 24-7 oxygen. It's not a negative thing, just factual. Fed in the stomach. It's a challenge. Of course it's a challenge. But we will deal with it day by day. And not lose our faith and become negative and why Lord, why did this happen? Why what? Things happen. Jehoshaphat, it happened. Uncertainties happen. But we have to face them proactively and do what we can knowing that God gives the grace, the faith and the victory. But we have to do something. South Africa, we have to do something. You have to do something about your situation. The first thing is, get your eyes back on Jesus. Get your eyes off your pain, off your bitterness, off your anger, off your resentment, off your tragedy. Get your eyes off of that. I told my daughter again and again and again, because it's a huge deal. Obviously, for all of us, it's a huge deal. I mean, you want the best for your kids. And Chanel is still my baby girl. Now, my baby girl is going through this. I say to her, Chanel, you keep your eyes on Jesus. You keep your eyes on Jesus. He's not going to fail you. You may not know the script, but this will turn out for the glory of God. Come on. I said what you go through will turn out for the glory of God. That's the reality. But if you're just going to go sit in a corner and suck your thumb and feel sorry for yourself, then no good comes out of that. That's why. Listen, it's not just about your business. It's where people can't handle it. 
It's not just about white people. It's not just about a black child. Nou maar jy kan nou so kwaad raak soos jy wil, ek het nie een saak nie. Want ek het nie 20 jaar oud nie. Ek is nie nat achter my oor nie. Van jylle wat so groot is op, op sociale media. As ek een waslap achter die oor moet vat, gaan ek om so uitdruk. Want so nat is jy nog achter die oor. Jy het geen levenservaring nie. Zero. Van jylle wat so vannacht sê ons moet gaan skiet. Jy was nie in die oorlog geweest nie, weet nie waar jy praat nie man. Dit is dom. Dit jou rechtheid sê. As hy vriendkie van jou langs jou dood geskiet word, soos ek gesien het, dan gaan hy fight uit jou uit baie vannacht. En dan is jy nie meer so braaf nie. Ze so word groot man. Word groot. En gaan bid. Verneder jouself voor God. Dit is nie Rambo nie. The church is the hope of the world. If the church loses it, South Africa is lost. If you're a Christian and you fight for black people and exclude white people, you are not an ambassador of Christ. I'm, uh, no, I'm not sorry. And if you just fight for white people and you don't care about black people being murdered, there is no Christianity in that. Zero. Come on, say amen, man. You tell me the girl that's necklaced in the township and burned doesn't matter? Well, talk about that girl as well. Talk about everybody that is suffering. God taught us to pray in the New Testament, my father, right? My father. No. There's no my. No way does the Bible say you pray for yourself. Give us our daily bread. So if people are suffering and they don't eat, how can we not concern ourselves? How can we not think there has to be change? Our Father. Black, yellow, pink, Asian, colored, I don't care what you are. Our Father. I will not follow a politician that excludes any person. I say it. I will not give any leader the time of day that excludes any cultural group from his vision for the future. We need voices that will unite and we will fight for this because that's what Jesus died for, to bring reconciliation to all the people of South Africa. So please, don't respond. The Bible says, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Love them. Don't curse them back. We have the greater power, amen. We have God's love. Come on, come on, come on. We talk about freedom. I'll do this to upset some people and some politicians. We talk about freedom. This comes from Jesus Christ. Jesus died for all of us. God so loved the world. And God wants to bring your healing to our whole world. And South Africa, we may feel surrounded. We may feel like we're facing overwhelming odds. But I'll tell you right now, God is with us. God is for us. And we're going to see God come through. If we will position ourselves, humble ourselves, cry out to God, put ourselves under our own agendas and elevate Christ in our land. We will see healing. We will see solution. We will see politicians raised up by God. We will see a government that will lead this country into prosperity in the name of Jesus, right? But God says we have to pray. When you pray, you secure your future. 1 Timothy 2 says, then you will live a life in godliness and you will live in peace 
and harmony. That word peace is shalom, which includes material prosperity. That means if we will pray, God will sort out the problems. God will raise up the voices. And if you're one of those voices, you fulfill your assignment without speaking hate and division. We don't need it. We don't want it. We don't welcome it. Because heaven's agenda is fueled by love and reconciliation and justice. Come on, family, and as we stand in a place of worship for a moment, there are many of you standing in this place and you're not even sure if Jesus is your Lord and your Savior. And as Pastor was speaking this morning, He spoke to you specifically and said that without a relationship, it is impossible to have hope. It is impossible to believe that there can be a future for you. It starts having, having a relationship with God. As no one is moving around and every head bowed and every eye closed, believers praying in this place. You are standing here for the first time maybe this Sunday or you've come many weeks. But if you have to be honest, you have no relationship with God. We do not ask if you have a church membership somewhere, but we are asking you, are you living and having a relationship with Him? Maybe you used to serve Him, but for whatever reasons, you've drifted away. Maybe things happen in your life as Pastor spoke and he shared a testimony about Pastor Chanel in a difficult space, still having hope and belief. Maybe things happened to you and you lost that belief, that hope, but you're standing here today and you would love to get back. Or maybe you're not even sure if heaven is your home, but you'd love to make sure. Now, if you fall into one of those categories this morning, quietly wherever you are, as every head is bowed and every eye closed, you just slip up your hand and say, please pray for me. Thank you for all the hands that are being lifted on the flank. Thank you for those at the top. Here at the bottom blocks. Come on, just slip it up. Just say, Lord, I'm coming back. Some of you have uneasiness while pastor was preaching. The Holy Spirit is busy working in you. It is your opportunity now. You come back to God. So if that is you quietly, lift up your hand now in the name of Jesus. Thank you for all the hands that are being lifted. If you lifted it, you can put it down for us. If you have not, slip it up now. Thank you so many hands are being lifted. There is no hope outside of Him. There is no future outside of Him. Come on, some of you messed up last night. But you can come back. That God wants to take your mess and make it a message. He wants to change your life and make it a testimony of His goodness. Come on, you as a husband, you respond this morning. Thinking how would there be hope for your family by you starting to live that relationship that God has intended for you. Come on, if you have not lifted your hand, slip it up now in Jesus' name. Thank you, so many hands are being lifted. Amen, family. We want to say to every single one of you that are standing in the front that God loves you. And I think you saw the passion in our pastor this morning because you matter to us. And everything that we do in this church is because of this moment. This is a moment that we will life will ever be forever changed. That God's going to come in a moment and change it. That the hope 
that you are looking for, you'll find in Him. And we as a community are there. We as a church, we're going to love you. We're going to help you as much as you allow us to be part of that journey. In a moment, we're going to ask you just to put your hand on your heart and we're going to pray with you and we're going to lead you. And you're going to ask God to come into your life. And then when God takes full control, then your life will never be the same again. So put your hand on your heart. Close your eyes and just please pray after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today and I thank you that you died on the cross for all my sins, that you rose again and that you live forevermore. I thank you, Father, that I'm a brand new person. The old has passed and the new has come. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, family. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.